Welcome to the From Hustle to Wealthy podcast, where we are all about helping you transitioning from the endless grind to a life of wealth and freedom. I'm your host, Polina Roach, and alongside me is my co-host, Mark Robinson. Are you tired of the hustle and looking for proven strategies to achieve financial freedom and reclaim your life? Well, you're in the right place. Each week, we will bring you actionable insights, expert interviews, and real-world strategies to help you streamline your business for profits and time freedom, and to help you build your perfect portfolio so you can reclaim your life. Let's dive in and start building the life you've always dreamed of, the life you deserve to live. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Hustle to Wealthy, right from LA, and it's the Mark and Paulina show. Yeah, Paulina and Mark show, however, whichever one you're looking at, right? Yeah, absolutely. Got a good session today, talking about the five best, best asset classes, right? Wealth assets, yeah. Cool. So look, I think this is a good one, and from a business owner's perspective, you're going to you know, have things like, you know, you might be going, okay, in my, inside my business, it would be like, you know, me, you know. I don't mean me, me, right? But you as the business owner, that's going to be an asset class. You're going to be potentially thinking machinery, what makes me money, intellectual property and stuff. However, what what we've said in a couple of uh, episodes is, you know, your business should be a profit-making machine, right? And so, therefore, you want to be ripping out that cash and then investing it into assets, right? Other asset classes that are making money. And when you asked me about this topic... I sort of went, I was thinking about it and it's like, you know, we could go through the wealth pyramid, you know, and there's six asset classes. But for me, it's assets are all around. And I think we're going to do a podcast about this um, as well, guys. But to me, it's about when, right? When, when you're investing or allocating your capital, when is the, will be the best time, right? Because and I'll give you a really good example is we love gold and silver, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but, and we think it's one, it would easily be one of the top five in terms of assets, totally. assets, right? However, it's the worst asset to go into if you need cash flow. Because gold and silver, it's more of an insurance policy, right? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's hold this, store it. Ooh, look, it's pretty. Can I make a ring out of it? No. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> what do you mean I can't make a ring out of it? What? No, it Is doesn't work that way. Point? No. So if you think about it that way, Right. Then it's then it comes down to, you know, like I said, we could name off, you know, property. There's a good one. Shares, crypto, gold, silver. But the big but there is when it when the timing of going into it, because property could be the best asset class that you want to get into. But if you go in at the wrong time and even the wrong reasons, then it's going to be the worst for you. Also wrong strategy, right? Wrong strategy. If you're a business owner. And you are busy in your business, scaling, growing, you know, scaling, growing, going like crazy, going and doing a house flip. It's probably not the best strategy to put in, right? Yeah. Because you're already committed and you're already spending all the hours in your business. Do you really need that strategy of um, of flipping to make more, more cash? Yeah. So sometimes it's not just timing, but also like the strategy. Because it's like we can go and say property is the top, what in the top five, but what kind of property? Right, like, are we talking here buy a hold? Are we talking here a flip? Are we talking here uh, development? Like, there's so many commercial versus residential. There's so many different strategies, pretty much in every asset class. Yeah. Right. But I think uh, strategy is definitely key of what are the top five. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, it comes down to the timing, asset allocation, ca- sorry, capital allocation, because 
again, you might have the best, you know, we're pretty bullish on crypto at the moment, right? However, if you put too much of your capital into it, it'll be a nightmare for you. Are you saying I shouldn't have put 95% of my capital <laughs> into it? <laughs> you do you, right? If that's your money rules. <laughs> uh, but yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let's talk a little bit about what's the difference between capital, like um, capital and putting an S like capital into an asset to say how to buy versus a cash flow strategy. Do you have any ideas there? Like what would be... Like what, what would be the drivers that you would be looking for when you go, I actually want to run a cash flow strategy rather than uh, just hoarding my money somewhere? Yeah, look, I, I think everyone should have a cash flow strategy, right? To, uh, as, a, as part of their portfolio, regardless of where they are, right, in their, in their wealth journey. Because uh, that's what people live off, right? That's that energetic sort of part um, to it. It's the returns, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there are some actual shares out there that don't give dividends, as an example, right? They are purely what we would call a capital growth uh, stock, which has never, honestly, never made sense to me because you're not guaranteed capital growth, especially in, in, in say, companies, right? So for me, I look at it and I go, um, you know, in terms of what, what I would do in terms of timing, it would be always cash flow first, capital growth second. <laughs> but, but, right, um, you know, we've had so many conversations about this. There's there's a, a guy out there called Phil Anderson, and he is very good at data, very good at, at cycles and what have you. And there's, there's going to, I, you know, he believes, and I agree with him, there's going to be a bull run in all asset classes over the next probably five years. And the reason why I agree with him is because no world leader wants to be in charge when it all blows up, right? So I think we've got at least another cycle, especially here in America, right? And we're not going into any politics and stuff. What I want to get through, though, is it doesn't matter who's next, right? Whether Trump gets in or they put Biden back in front of the camera while he can, uh, you know, or whoever's the next president, then that they're not going to be the one that, that tanks the economy and, and blows up the world economy, right? They, they just won't do it. The one after, though, even though it sounds like, well, wouldn't every president or leader do this? There'll be a point where the market just doesn't care and it's going to implode, right? And I do think we've got at least one more cycle, one more president. And I know that we don't, you know, we're, the president of the United States, as much as they think they are, uh, isn't the president of the world, right? <laughs> however, <laughs> no, not even a disclaimer, right? It's just, however, they, the world does follow the lead of America, right? The, the, you know, you, you, you know, we've experienced it again on this trip. You know, the, the inflation rates over here are insane. Huge. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but even at home in, in, in Australia, right? And when we were over in, in New Zealand for, uh, base camp a couple of months uh, last month right it was in insane the prices so you know this this i know we've gone a little bit off topic topic but it's sort of like but, we always do yeah but it adds to it right yeah. it, it's part of the whole concept about well, what are the the best asset classes personally i think the worst asset class uh would be cash right now because it's going backwards way faster than what any government's telling us 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think this is an interesting thing. Like we had the conversation with a couple of uh, people yesterday where I was going, you know, it's great to have cash and hold cash for the rainy day, but inflation is not the 6 7% as they tell us, right? It's, oh, a, and it's going it. back. Like yeah. we know this. We go to the supermarket, right? And you'll see the prices have like gone up phenomenally. You go and stay somewhere. You, you know, you go in shopping. Like America used to be cheap to go shopping. Now yeah. I just go, oh my God, like. I'm I'll get it at home. Yeah, I get it at home <laughs> because there's like, so I totally, like for me, um, inflation will eat away on your cash. So having like, work, what doesn't make sense to me is working hard for my cash, putting, like taking it out and then just giving it away. Yep. Because that's actually what happens when inflation hits, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, if, like, if men, so, say uh, our listeners are talking about like because they have cash sitting in their bank account, right? They have fifty thousand, hundred thousand, couple of hundred thousand. What would be ideas? Because we don't give advice. Yeah. But what would be ideas of what, like, strategies to look, look into to make sure that the money doesn't disappear? Yeah, you know, it's a it is a tough one. So. And why I say that is it just, again, why, why do you have so much cash? You know, as business owners, we, we like to have three months, six months worth of operating expenses and stuff. And, you know, this is probably one of the, the conversations we've always butted heads with, right? Because I've always wanted six months worth of, um, cap. <laughs> All right. Maybe you were the one who wanted six months, whereas I want to rip it out and get it working for us. So there's, there's got to be that little, that fine line. All you have to do is realize that inflation is at least a 10%, right? So if you've got 100 grand, 200 grand, 300 grand sitting in cash for operating expenses, literally it's going back. It's only worth 90, 180, you know, 270 um, you, at the end of the year. So you've got to actually put more money aside to have those operating expenses. So if you need that money, going back to the question, then it, whatever you put it into has to be liquid, right? But then at the same time, what, what people don't see is the, the cash, it, the balance stays the same, right? Even though inflation or deflation, uh, which we haven't seen for a while, which means your cash is actually worth more, right? More your buying power, but you don't see it go down, right? the government doesn't go inflation's at 10%, so they take 10% out, yeah. right? But if you go into Bitcoin or, you know, any other cryptocurrencies or even buying gold and silver, you're going to buy it at, at, at $1,000. It could be worth 500 tomorrow and then two grand the next day, right? So you've got to be able to understand the, the, the concept or why you're going into another asset class other than cash. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you also need to like have that make the decision of like, am I putting it into uh, cash? Like, am I putting my cash into a security? Right. Like to me, gold, silver, that kind of um, uh, asset classes. Um, like I call it the insurance blanket. Mm. Right. Because if anything happens and the world goes to shit, silver and gold will be worth like in, like probably going through the roof because money won't be valued at anything anymore right so mm. like i when i look at asset and gold and i know there's strategies out there where you can make money with asset and gold and trade it and all that kind of stuff but if you're literally buying it to hold it to me this is just an insurance blanket 
So sometimes that might be worthwhile, like if you want to just protect your money from inflation, but you don't want it in cash, you don't want to have it in a bank account, just in case the bank goes belly up, right? Yeah. Which we've been seeing already even here in America, in Europe, like banks are, banks are going out then um, that might be one strategy. But then the other thought is like, okay, if you want your money working for you, right, and yeah. making you actually actively, uh, actively money, you would be going into a different strategy, fully understanding that there's always a risk with any asset, yeah. that it could go up and down. So if you need the operational expenses and you're like, I'm going to, I need them in three months time, it's a very different decision-making process than I have six months worth sitting there that, yeah. You know, at this stage, I don't need it. it's a it's a security. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, yeah, you know, we see a lot of business owners that just have cash because they don't know what to do with it, right? They aren't they aren't in the mindset of always be investing, you know, and 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 the weird thing about it, they, that's what they are anyway. When you're in business, you're always investing. You're investing your time, your effort, your skills, you know, and most of you hard earned cash, right? And you're you're wanting to just overcomplicate and think that investing has to be hard, but it's not. No, once, you, once you know have your, your portfolio, you've got your plan in place, then it's a matter of just executing the plan. Exactly like we do in business, you know? And uh, it, it's funny about the, like you're saying about the insurance, the insurance side of things um, with gold and silver, because at the end of the day, you are right. You know, we, we've said it for, for many, many years that if, if the world goes to absolute custard, you're, you're going to have to pay for food and stuff anyway. The weird thing about it is you're going to have, you're going to need other assets if we're having to pay for our bread and milk with silver, right? And I remember years ago, and I, I, I you, you know, those of you that know me, I always like to quote the source wherever I get it from, but I honestly can't remember it. I think it was the Oxford Club. Um, but they were said, you know, literally the world turns to, to shit our portfolio. What should you have? And it cracked me up because it go basically it says food, water, um, land, guns, bullets, right? They were the five asset classes. And then he goes, if you have the last two, you'll always get the first three, <laughs> which is true, right? So, you know, you know, when the world turns to custard, you should have literally food, water, land, guns, bullets. And if you've got the last two, you'll always get the first three. I reckon our Americans will, uh, who are listening will go, amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, we're not, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get it, right? I, absolutely. But like for me, I find it interesting, even like when you're talking about like buying gold, right? It's the conversation I had with my father a few years ago because they are, my parents are very much in, into gold. And I remember the first time before I was- Sweet, in, what's their address? <laughs> The first time I held a piece of gold, I was like, why do you have like 50 tiny little pieces of gold when you could got yourself this big, massive ass gold thing, right? Yeah. And my, like, I, at the time, I wasn't thinking I wasn't an investor at the time, right? And my father was like, if I have to buy bread, well, and this is, this is where the insurance strategy came from for me. Yeah. It's like, he's like, if, if war hits, and we've, we've been through war in Germany a couple of times, um, if war hits and you have one big gold bar, you get one loaf for a big gold bar, right? Yep. So he was like, have lots of them and little ones, you get lots of loaves of bread. And I'm like, that's where for me the insurance came from. I was like, yep. that makes so much perfect sense, right? So would like you 
I would probably go more into like coins and stuff like that too, so that I and but in, again insurance, just in case everything goes. Better. Yeah, but you you've all, you do have to think of that because one of the things that I was you know when we chatted with our gold and silver experts, they won't take um, a, a piece of silver or gold that's been broken off or cut off a big bar, right? So it will become useless having the big bar. <coughs> Excuse me. But so who doesn't want like? Oh, it oxygen. looks good, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I think the thing that cracks me up about the, the when you start going into that asset class is how heavy gold is for such a tiny piece, right? Yeah. You sort of look at it and go, "Man, that's bloody heavy. That's more than an ounce and stuff." So yeah. Anyway, we are totally off track now. All right. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> so when we're talking about the five best wealth asset classes, the things you need to consider is what are you using the money for? Yeah. Right? Uh, how quickly do you need that money out, right? Yeah. Um, and timing, timing of capital that, allocation, cap, timing capital allocation, risk factor. Yeah. Right. Like, um, are you are you risk averse or are you um, risk? What is it? Happy. Risk yeah. Risk, is that You're happy to take risks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, it's not as easy to go and say, you know, go, go, go and sell precious metals what we said, Bitcoin property, like all of these things are great, but there's so many different strategies out there. So really, if you're thinking about what are the best five asset classes to go, uh, to go I would recommend come in, like talk to someone and go like really map out the plan of yeah. what am I using it for? How quickly do I want, do I need it liquidated? Because it's all great to go into property and have a buy and hold, but if you need the money, sometimes it's not that easy to just sell the house. It's not that liquid, right? Yeah, and, 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 you know, I was just thinking about that. You can have your cake and eat it too. And what I mean by that is you, if you did have cash sitting there, you can use that as a deposit for a property, right? But then you can set up a loan structure that if you ever need that, that capital, you can just borrow it back, right? So you've got the benefits right. of uh, uh, an asset that has the potential to go up in value, uh, is bringing in another income, you know, to even if all you did was just use that income to reduce the debt as fast as you can, but then you can put in, you know, a line of credit or a revolving line of credit, depending on where, what country you're in. Um, and you'll have access to the equity anyway, right? Which is just like cash, except for you've now got an asset, you know, outside your business that has, you know, capital growth and, and, and cash flow from it. So, you know, just, just start thinking outside the square as to why are you really having the cash there? And could you have that cash working better for you? Um, but still have the availability of it if needed. Absolutely. So if you've got cash sitting there, you're thinking about the five, five asset classes that you want to invest in, what would be your, your first step? If you had like to, like if you are a business owner and not an investor, what would be your first step to go, Hey, this is what I have to do first before I go and invest their money yeah without a doubt i you know we're we're not financial advisors guys so we can't give you advice right but we've we're we're doing pretty well right and so you know think about more of the strategy behind it and whenever we're looking and helping people develop their own plans we talk about two data points which is where you are and where you want to be so there's the first thing i would be doing i would go where am i exactly am i right now and where is it that i want to be <clears throat> and build it out that way. 
absolutely cool so um if you guys have any ideas of like the best asset classes that you want to um well that you want to invest in drop us a comment below we'd love to have a chat to see what you think are the five best asset classes yeah without a doubt see you on the next episode Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the From Hustle to Wealthy podcast. We hope you found value in today's session and are one step closer to achieving your financial endgame. Remember, when it comes to building your portfolio, your wealth, none of us is advice, not even general in nature. If you would like to seek specific advice to your personal circumstances, we urge you to speak to a licensed financial professional. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and leave a comment. Your feedback helps us create content that serves you better. Tune in for the next episode.